0: Happy holidays everybody. Today we are doing something a little bit different, I guess a lot of bit different than <laughs> the normal show. Uh, this is our holiday special and it's about to start in just a minute. I'll get you into the actual show in just a minute. I hope you stick around and listen. But before I get into the details about that, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you being here, whether you are a brand new listener or you're somebody who's been with this show for a while. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support, for your kind words, or even for just listening regularly. I really do appreciate it. I couldn't do this without you guys. And it's the spirit of the holidays, and I'm thankful for a lot of things. And so that's part of why we're doing a holiday special this year. We got together... A bunch of our hosts across the different shows on the Robots Radio Network to talk about the things that we loved the most from 2022 and the things that we are the most excited about for 2023. So I hope you enjoy this very special episode. It's a fun way to bring everybody together across the network and end the year on a positive note. So if you're excited about something coming up in 2023, or you're excited about something that happened in 2022, then let us know. This is all about community and bringing people together about all the things that we love. So with that said, have a wonderful holiday. The regular episodes will be starting back up next week with some patron episodes and all of that. But I hope you enjoy this in the meantime. And here's to 2023. Welcome to the Robots Radio Podcast Network's holiday special for 2022 featuring... Ben
1: of Tamaria from Holocron Histories and the Wizarding World Lorecast. Jaxus from Content Creators Guide and the Fallout Roundtable. Genesis, the two girls,
2: one ship, and the Cyberpunk Lorecast.
3: And I'm In 7 Legend from the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is Preston from True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama
4: and Bioshock, the Midnight series.
5: I'm Shelby Orr, She-Cup from the Dragon Age Lorecast, the Assassin's Creed Lorecast, and the Inheritance Cycle page by page.
6: And I'm Toasty, uh, host of the Witcher Lorecast and the Cyberpunk Lorecast.
0: And This is Tom or Robots. I run the whole entire network. I'm also the host of the Fallout lore cast, the Elder Scrolls lore cast, the Lord of the Rings lore cast, the Mass Effect lore cast, and the Witcher lore cast. So I'm here with some of my co-hosts too. And welcome to this very special episode. We decided this year to get a bunch of the hosts together in order to celebrate... A year of awesome content. This has been an amazing year for the Robots Radio Podcast Network. And if you don't know who some of these people are, they're doing some awesome shows. You absolutely need to go check them out. But we're getting together today to talk about some of our favorite things that happened in 2022 and some of the things that we're looking forward to in 2023. And before we kick this off, I just wanted to share some numbers and guys feel free. This is this is going to be kind of an open discussion. So feel free to just chime in whenever you want. If you've got any thoughts or whatever on any of this stuff, I did the numbers. I took a look at our hosting platforms for all of our shows across the network that I can see the numbers for. And this doesn't include some of the other shows on the network, which are some pretty big successful shows, which host themselves other places, but across the shows that we are currently hosting, which is most of our shows, we this year have eclipsed three and a half million downloads, which is phenomenal. That is a huge number. So thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for being here, for enjoying our shows, for contributing, for sharing and all the things that you do. You guys are amazing. So just wanted to start off with some positivity around that because we couldn't do that we couldn't do this without all of you guys being there to to listen and enjoy the shows and, and be part of our community as well. So thank you so very much. So for this episode, we are sharing some of our favorite things that happened this year. And some of those things might have something to do with the kind of shows that we do. And some of them might be other things as well. So. Let's get into it. Would somebody, we didn't decide who was going to start here. Who, who wants to start us off? Who has something really cool that they think happened in 2022 that they were just super, super psyched about? Anybody want to chime in or jump in here to start us off?
7: Um, Well, we had the fallout event and the Good Springs this year, and I thought that was an incredibly cool event.
0: So Jaxus, so this is Jaxus, um, Jaxus from the content creator's Sorry. guide. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's he, me. He's an avid mm-hmm. Fallout 76 player and you got a chance to go to the good springs event. Explain to explain to our audience. If they're not uh, familiar with this, what, what was this event? So it's a kind of a think of cosplay. If
7: you think of like the Renaissance fair and things like that, that same kind of feel in the environment based on the fallout universe. So all of the different elements of what you would see from the game's Fallout, more specifically, um, New Vegas was kind of where it was centered. And everybody around there was dressed up as like, you know, Brotherhood of Steel people or as Raiders from, you know, the game itself. And they would go there to kind of commune with one another and, you know, share their fandom with each other. And they had had moments where they kind of uh, role played a little bit. They had, you know, a little... Raiders against, you know, the good guys kind of thing going on. And they had live music. There was great food. Uh many different forms of entertainment. And it's only gonna grow. This was the first time it was done. It was only expected to have maybe, you know, fifty to hundred people show up. An incredible, you know, five hundred to a thousand people showed up. Wow. So and this was from
0: and yeah, this was sorry. in Good Springs in Nevada, correct? That is correct. So yes. this it isn't like New Good York Spring. City or L.A. This isn't like some much more populated yep. area. <laughs> this is people who went out to the desert in order to celebrate a video game and dress up and meet each other and, and chat. And you got to hang out with a bunch of them, right? That is correct.
7: And uh, we spent time at the Pioneer Saloon, who was owned by Stephen Stat, who was a very gracious host. He was, you know doors were wide open to us there was no you know everything was available there plenty of water they kept it you know comfortable seating things like that it was great time everybody had a good time there was no issues of any kind perfect moment it was just great
0: yeah yeah so it's i guess this is similar to if any anybody who's listening has gone to uh like you mentioned like uh a cosplay event or a big convention somewhere or a renaissance festival, but for your favorite video game, which I'm pretty sure Fallout's your favorite video game, right?
5: Am uh, I, yeah. Am I can correct in that?
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a, a blast. I remember when you went and did that and um, got a chance to interview some of the people there and stuff. So, Jaxis, while we're on you, now that you've talked about Fallout, what are you looking forward to in 2023? Is there something specific?
7: coming well, up I, again with the same event is coming back it'll be back november the 11th and 12th at the good springs area so that that is coming back around so we'll mark your calendars folks that it's
0: worth going to check out so you're you're planning to go go do that again oh most definitely that's yeah. awesome let's let's open this up to everybody else so you guys have any have you done in uh, f- first of all any of you who are fallout fans have you been to this before or been to one of these events before I don't think anybody I don't friends,
4: think, uh, I, but uh, that's as close as I've gotten and I've been very close to Good Springs many times because I've been to Vegas quite a few times, but uh I forget. I guess you just get caught up in all the glitz and glamour of Vegas. You forget about Prim and all the great fallout locations, but uh yeah. I promise myself next time I'm definitely gonna go.
0: Right. This is yeah. Preston from the True Vault Escapades, which is a fallout podcast. It's a story, right? In
4: in New Vegas of all places too. Yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah.
0: totally applicable. Jaxus, were you going to chime in with something? No, I, I, I was good.
7: I was letting him go ahead and talk. I just pushed the mic away, so I didn't, like, okay. breathe I, in the I mic thought
0: I, I thought I heard you say something. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Well, I, I mean, this is a great start, going to big events and things. And now that the pandemic isn't as big of an issue as it was the last few years, being able to get back out there and actually be face-to-face with other human beings, enjoying the things that we love, um, that's huge. I can't, you know, I hope I get to travel some this year coming up, speaking of that. So, so let's see, who who has something they'd like to piggyback on the back of this? I know Genesis, you kinda unmuted here. Did you did you want to chime in with something? No? This is N7 Legends. Okay, hold on one second. What, what, what was that, Genesis? You did until
2: Until somebody started their Mustang outside my front door. So I'll <laughs> just stay muted for a <laughs>
0: minute. Right. Okay, okay. Let's move to let's move to N7 Legend. at 7 the Legend from Mass Effect Lorecast. Hey
3: buddy. So. Hey Tom, you know it's been a big year for me personally as well as for the show. Uh, I moved to a new city. I live in Seattle now. With that, I was able to go and and while working, uh, go to PAX West and get a media coverage uh, pass. That was amazing. Loved every moment of it. I saw a disappointingly little amount from Bioware there, but I don't think that that's uh, you know that precludes anything in the next year. Uh, however. Big thing for our show. We got to interview Mark Muir, the voice of male Commander Shepard. That was amazing. Right. can't believe he did that.
0: Yeah. So um, for anybody who knows the Mass Effect games, you know how how important the characters and the voice acting are in those games. And Mark Muir is the lead character. If you choose a male lead character, you can choose male or female. If you choose male, he is the voice that you you hear in the game. He like he's the guy.
3: Yeah. And a little bit of, you know, inside baseball on that interview. Not a lot of people got to hear this part because this happened just beforehand. Tom and I were waiting in the Zoom call uh, for Mark to join. And I mean, I was waiting with the highest amount of anticipation that you could possibly imagine. This is a game that has meant the world to me since I was like 14 and I first picked it up and played it all night, you know. Um, And so Commander Shepard, the character, being like a childhood hero to me. And I'm moments away from not just meeting the voice who gave uh, life to that character, but interviewing him. And so we're waiting, and then Mark joins, and the second Mark joins, all of the fire alarms in my apartment complex go off.
0: Yeah, it almost <laughs> totally ruined the whole entire show, and we only had not him just, for a not very just like a little bit
3: of smoke. Yeah. triggering one, it was like the the the, the skull rattling uh, shrill of of imminent danger, <laughs> right? That, that was like going off, and everyone was evacuating so i was like you've got to be joking
0: right we only had him for an hour like he squeezed out an hour of his very busy schedule in order to talk to us which was um, which is a huge compliment right like that
3: is on n7 day
0: on n7 day and n7 day is november 7th which if anybody's played mass effect games there's a a rank of n7 and so commander chapter is an n7 so n7 day it all matches up they always talk about big deal announcements and things every year and yeah so all of this lined up perfectly and then all of a sudden all of a sudden you're like well guys i need to evacuate the building (laughs) hopefully i can come back in soon
3: the one thing that i really can't ignore the fact that that i could be up in flames in moments um. So I so I went downstairs and I checked and it turned out that someone just clipped the the sprinkler in the garage and I thought I'm going back upstairs. <laughs> I'm going to do this interview. So we did, and it was a wonderful interview. He was very gracious, Uh, and you can tell that he he really is a fan of the series, not just uh you know a member of the cast. So that was a highlight, certainly for me, of this year. Yeah, uh, you know, that, being up the cover packs.
0: That makes me think about how uh. How nice it is to be able to do what we do with our podcasts, because in in a way, we're kind of the conduit between the the communities that listen to our shows and the the communities that we hang out with. We play games with we chat with them on discord, like the, the friends that we make out there and then. People like Mark Mir, you know, voice actors, people in the industry that we get to interview and those kinds of things. We get to be this conduit that kind of connects all this stuff together. And that really is, uh, I don't know, it's its one of the extra little perks of, of doing this job. And that, that truly is a an amazing thing. Something to be thankful for. Yeah, yeah.
3: And you've, you've, Tom, you've, uh, I, th- I think, certainly had uh, much more experience in being that liaison role uh, when it came when it comes to Bethesda games, because you've had quite the interaction with Bethesda's community managers, too, right? Yeah,
0: right. Yes. And um, yeah. And, and some of the people behind the scenes, some of the, the coders and people like that, um, voice actors and getting to interview each of the, everybody and see what they do individually and how they affect the things that we love. It's very cool. It's a very, very cool thing. So, Sam, is there something coming up this year that you're particularly looking forward to?
3: More Mass Effect news. Uh, So, you know, it's probably going to be a drought for about the next year until we get to November 7th, 2023. Uh, But one can hope and one can pray that we might be able to get some kind of, you know, teaser trailer, another one uh, between now and then. That is very optimistic of me to, to suggest that. But we... Also got surprised this past in seven day. You know, I I said multiple times on our show that I don't think much of it is going to come of it, and we got a number of narrative hints about where the direction uh, this series is headed, and they are hard at work on it. It is in deve- uh, you know, pre pre production development right now, and they've made some major hires. Their their roster has been filling out, so I think we can expect uh, full steam ahead. With this production and uh, but beyond beyond our own show, beyond Mass Effect, I'm psyched for Starfield. I could not I can't temper my excitement about that one.
0: Yeah. So for anybody who just kind of filling in the details here, the next Mass Effect game is still a few years out, but they're working on it. And so hopefully we get more details and I'm sure a lot of a lot of you other hosts here are probably there's probably a game or 10 that you're just waiting for more information on when they're going to tell us this next thing. And so much has slowed down because of the pandemic in the last few years and game development got pushed out for a lot of things. But Starfield is the next release from Bethesda from the main studio Bethesda game studio uh, who who does all the Elder Scrolls games and Fallout and all of that. And hopefully we get an update on that uh, pretty soon at the beginning of the year supposed to come out in the first half up to everything. <laughs> yeah yeah it's supposed to come out in the ha- first half of 2023 so I guess we're just gonna have to see um that one is on my list as well for one of the things I'm really looking forward to because I feel like if they if it does well and I think it's gonna do well I feel I feel like they make the kinds of games that are just things that I just eat up that it'll be one of those things I spent a lot of time doing this year.
3: Well, the Todd father is in charge, so I <laughs> the think Todd we father. can. I the think Todd we can rest <laughs> assured.
0: <laughs> it just works. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All right. Um, good ones. Good. Ones. These are some good picks, Sam. Um, anybody else have any thoughts on any of those? Or Starfield, I, or Mastod? I
7: hope it lives up to the what what I've been hearing. I mean, it sounds like an incredible game. The visuals that we've seen, the little tidbits we've gotten, they look incredible too. I just hope the gameplay holds up.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, let's move on to our next host. Who wants to go next? Shelby, do you want to go?
5: Yeah. So I was going to say, speaking of Bioware, um, I'm the host of the Dragon Age Lorecast, one of the hosts. And so, Um, there are kind of two big things that happened this year in the world of Dragon Age that just like got us really pumped the first one um, is that we learned that Dragon Age Dreadwolf, which is the next game is in alpha stage which means it's um, a playable game start to finish there's obviously still a lot of bugs and all that that they're working out but it is a game it's real it's happening um, and it's coming so that is super exciting we've been waiting a long time it's been um eight years since the last dragon age game came out that's amazing um,
0: that's amazing
5: it's yeah, it's been a long time. So we're super pumped about that. But also, I couldn't narrow it down to one thing. I'm sorry. The other thing is, uh, we just got a Dragon Age TV show that released, like last week, the week before, called Dragon Age Absolution. If you have even the slightest interest in Dragon Age, go watch that show. It's amazing. It's really good. Um, uh, Netflix? And- it's on Netflix? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix.
7: Okay, um, cool. I did, that's first I've heard of it, actually, is just now.
5: Yeah, it's only six episodes, so it's a pretty quick watch, but um, it's really good and a lot of interesting lore potential out there for it. So.
0: Cool. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet either. In fact, I uh, was reminded, I think, like the week before it came out, because, you know, it does the like coming soon section of Netflix. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to make sure I watch that. And then it totally slipped my mind. So thank you Mm -hmm. for bringing that up. That's going to go on my list now of like things, things to check out. Um, yeah. And man, so long since the last Dragon Age game. Um, Bioware does Mass Effect and Dragon Age. And hopefully, hopefully we're getting a new, like, I don't know, these next this next series of games. They've had some hits and then they've had some kind of slip ups. And hopefully we're coming back to like real good stuff. They've taken some time to really figure out what really made their game so special and then, you know, do that again. So do you have uh, anything specific yeah, sure. coming up? Uh, outside
5: of that? Um, well, you might be expecting me to say the next Dragon Age game, but actually, um, I I think the next Dragon Age game is coming out in 2024. So the thing I'm most excited about for 2023 is the next Assassin's Creed game, which is Assassin's Creed Mirage. It looks really good. It's going to be about Basm and following his story. So that's probably the game I'm looking forward to the most.
0: Yeah, I noticed on Steam, if you're a PC gamer, that this weekend there was like, play Valhalla for free. That was the last one that came out and it's on like huge sale. It's like big, big discount. 85%. I believe it was. Yeah. It's like super cheap. So um, if you're into Assassin's Creed and did, I haven't, I actually didn't pick that one up yet. So maybe I'll go pick it up. Um, but yeah, Assassin's Creed. Very cool. Anybody have any thoughts on Dragon Age or Assassin's Creed? That stuff.
2: I am so excited for dad to get here. <laughs> Bring on the Dread Wolf.
0: For dad to get here?
2: Yeah, it's Dragon Age Dread Wolf. D-A-D. Dad.
0: Got it. Got it. Cool. (laughs) Jen, um, do you want to go since you're you're chiming in now? I'm supposing that the cars have all settled down outside.
2: Yes, it is much quieter. Unless Unless it was a horse.
0: You said Mustang. I'm assuming it was a car with an engine. No.
2: No, I would be okay with that because they don't make too much noise that I can hear three stories up, (laughs) 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 but uh, no, um, gosh, gaming last year was really big and really amazing. And there was so much awesomeness, but the one thing that I found super interesting was this little indie game about kittens and robots that, (laughs) took the storm. I mean, they got nommed for like what? seven different uh, awards in the video gaming awards this year.
0: You're talking about Stray. Yeah. The game called Stray. Yes, which is yes. in which you play a cat in a cyberpunk dystopian future? Mhm. Which is yeah. such a such a <laughs> like who came up with that concept? Like uh, first of all, not only who did, who came up with it, but who pitched it successfully? They were like, I got an idea, guys, a game where you play as a cat. And everyone's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't we don't we haven't really done that before. Yeah. In a cyberpunk dystopia. And they're like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? But it works. huh? And I haven't played it. It
2: works. And it's gorgeous. And it's thought provoking. And it's emotional. And it's cute kitties. And it's just highly lauded. And I am all here for it. I am a full supporter of the underdog. I love it when the smaller um, production companies and game development studios and things like that can say like, Hey, I can do it too.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like games are not just all about the big publishers, especially these days and getting really, really creative and well-made well-designed stuff from indie studios is always, always a pleasure so all right and did anybody else play stray anyone else give this a try getting a lot of nose nope nope yeah Uh, maybe it'll be one of those games that i try out when you know feels i feel like it's one of those games that should come out on game pass at some point probably feels kind of like that yeah yeah all right so what about this coming year
2: oh okay i am super super excited for the phantom liberty expansion for cyberpunk I cannot wait to figure out the next step in the lore, the next step in V's story, what's happening with Johnny, and putting Idris Elba in the game. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. So anybody who's not familiar with this stuff needs to be paying attention to Cyberpunk, because what – the capital C Cyberpunk, the actual – game system that was kind of it's kind of like Dungeons and dragons was a tabletop system turned into a very like very hyped AAA developed video game that launched two years ago but was super buggy and they've now fixed the vast majority of the bugs and it's a much better experience than it was before and now there's a DLC coming out for that this coming year. but this series now has also ha, also had an anime. Uh, Mm edge runner cyberpunk edge runners on netflix so now you have what was kind of this little niche tabletop experience has now exploded into media
2: yeah uh i think earlier this year there were over a million people playing cyberpunk for a week straight according to steam alone
0: yeah, four million. Four million? Ben, ben, you, feel free to chime in too, Ben. Are you saying four? It was like four weeks straight.
1: Four weeks oh, straight. Okay. okay. It was It was almost a mo- over a month straight where it was a million concurrent players just because of the show.
0: That's yeah. amazing. And on top of it, uh, you, you mentioned Idris Elba is coming in the expansion. Um, the main game featured Keanu Reeves as one mm-hmm. of the main... Not the character you play, but one of the main characters. And... Um, so, like, uh, it, it's pushing these boundaries of, like, named actors, like, A-list actors in our video games, not just doing voices, but playing characters that look like them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff around cyberpunk. Yeah. Keanu Reeves that- actually reacted to
7: that on uh, YouTube about being in the game. He didn't know it until somebody told him about it.
0: He was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. He was very flattered but uh, he knew he was in the game. Like he did all the motion capture and everything. Right. Uh, it may have been something else he was reacting. He was reacting. And you, you know what it was? It was the it was one the where somebody was, elements. they yeah. were, yeah, they were talking about people modding in uh, sex scenes with him. And that was the <laughs> thing that he was surprised and flattered about. Yes. Yeah. I remember now. Yes. Yes. Um,
2: I covered that discussion on my other show that I host, <laughs> the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, because that <laughs> focuses all about the romance aspects. And I will also say uh, finding out that there are confirmed romance options in Starfield now has bumped that one up on the list of games that I plan on playing next year.
0: Yeah, more developed romance options than what they've previously done before with at least a few characters. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, mm-hmm. very, very cool stuff with that as well. Well, cool. Cool stuff. Um, do we want to jump to Toasty, your Cyberpunk co-host? Because I know Toasty's got kind of a time limit here. want to make sure we get time for Toasty to chime in.
6: I mean, I guess, yeah, I can go. Um, yeah, funnily enough, uh, a lot of my answers don't actually have to do a whole lot with mi- video games. Um, because I think, I think kind of one of the biggest things that, for me this year specifically, because I didn't do a whole lot of video games, not of there was a bunch of obviously really good ones, but I just didn't play them yet or, um, don't plan to depending. Um, but, uh, uh, house of the dragon was my like big thing from this year. Yeah. The HBO um, game of Thrones follow-up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a really good show. <laughs>
0: like- well, the idea that like they took a series that they had like run into the ground over the last few seasons and like everyone was everyone in the world was talking about this this series like what seven years ago and all of a sudden nobody was talking about it four years ago right it was like "Mm, let's just let's pretend that didn't happen and then they resurrected it with House of the Dragon and the acting the story the the special effects like what made it so good to you Toasty
6: I don't know It just like it kind of like scratched that itch I mean, it's been a while since I've had like a show that I've like actually just wanted to dedicate the energy to watch to, because it is specifically very hard for me to watch shows a lot of the time because I can't remain focused in on it for very long, just because like my ADHD doesn't allow me to like stay on one thing for too much time. Um, So it does become a a little bit difficult. Um, But I mean, there was, there was a few of them this year, like that one edge runners, of course, um, Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was just good. The characters were, I felt like a lot of the characters were like very like dynamic, like you, cause you don't see a whole lot of that. You see very like either tropey or like very one dimensional characters. I feel like nowadays, so getting them where they're like, have multiple facets of their personality is very, you know, very interesting. That's what draws me into like games and shows in the first place anyways, is like good characters who well-written characters.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, um, even like you take Rhaenyra, the main protagonist of, I guess you could argue she's the main protagonist of the show. And we see her at a young age and then older as the timeline's fairly expansive in the show, but she's, she's dynamic. She's not just a one note character. She changes her mind. She grows into ideas. She becomes somebody throughout the series and part of it's because we're seeing it for you know a long period of time but also because she works like a human being (laughs) like she's she's in a difficult situation and she's got to find her way through it and some she doesn't always agree with her past decisions and all of that kind of stuff and doesn't always make good decisions sometimes makes amazing decisions like it you know just like a real person so yeah i agree i agree i think the show was really well done Toasty, do you have something this year you're looking forward to? I mean, unfortunately, shows like House of the Dragon take so long to make. I don't know that we're gonna get the second season in 2023.
6: Yeah, yeah, probably not. I mean, there's there's obviously some really big, you know, things there. Obviously, I'm excited about um uh Phantom Liberty as well. Um I'm also excited about uh the hogwarts legacy game is be coming out uh next year i we'll see maybe another delay or something it did get pushed back Um, yeah but hopefully (laughs) yeah
0: yeah only on certain consoles it got pushed back on certain consoles but
1: yeah next gen's february xbox one ps4 is april switch is july
0: okay so almost definitely we're gonna get 2023 unless they really push it back again but that's probably not likely yeah but what like, are you guys' feelings about the Fallout uh, TV show coming out? Uh, I don't know if we know it'll be 2023 or not. I know they're they've been shooting, they've been in production. Yeah. Um, I hope so, but I don't think we've gotten a date yet. Yeah,
7: that's
0: what I I wasn't sure
7: because I hadn't gotten an ETA that far as I knew. So
0: yeah, yeah, I don't think we know much for sure about when <laughs> when they're actually releasing it. I wouldn't be super surprised if they're if it's like a fall release and they announce it in the spring or something. Um, right. But It's uh, I know that they're doing behind the scenes stuff that I've heard. They're doing a lot to tell a story that's different from what's in any of the games specifically, but still fits into the world. They're doing a lot to make sure based on the visuals to make sure that everything looks correct. Uh, The settings, the outfits, the, you know, the, the lore aspects of it. They're taking their time and doing a good job. So maybe Uh, visually, it looks
7: very good. I mean, from what I can see so far. Right, right.
0: Yeah. All right, so uh, time to move on from Toasty. You got anything else you want to share, Toast? Mm? Nope, nope, you good? All right. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love you guys are who's left who wants to go next oh and my dogs want to chime in as well
4: um okay uh this is just for uh media and and stuff this past year um yeah
0: what's something that really you're just like oh i'm so glad this came out or this happened in 2022
4: oh boy well i have like a weird story i was one of those lucky people to claim a ps5 on the night it was uh released and i've been a long time xbox person i just wanted to try something different uh-huh. played, the, played the, the the ps5 enjoyed my little time with it sold it and uh, this year <laughs> and i saw because i thought to myself i'm just going to be repurchasing a lot of these games i want to play um i'll just go back to xbox i mean i just 100 percented red dead redemption 2 Um, And so that's that's not really easy to come by. I'm not doing that again. So I am back on Xbox now. I'm playing uh, all these uh, games I've been uh, just falling in love with for a while. Um, And as for the podcast, uh, this is the first year. Ever in the podcast's almost decade long history, that I've released a mini series that strays away from the main one. And it's darker, it's more twisted, it's uh, heavily inspired off of The Mandalorian voice included. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so if you ever just want to like hear a sample of it, just go to the Cage Chronicles, any of those Cage Chronicles episodes in my podcast. And, uh, the
0: True Vault Escapades, in True case Vault anybody Escapade, doesn't know. Yeah,
4: which is literally just it's an old time radio show like Silver Shroud or Daring Dashwood, but it's like in the Fallout worlds and its it has a, its own story. Um, in this case, uh, Cage is just this lone guy and he's following a secret bounty that uh, well, I guess the season finale is going to be either within the month or in January, so you'll find out.
0: If you have a baby um, Yoda show up in your show, uh, you're gonna have to <laughs> you're gonna have to fight Disney.
4: <laughs> For real, I just need a, 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 a ship to just come down and the Empire just invades the wasteland. Um, but uh, that's been amazing. This past episode, this pre-season finale, has done probably better than any of my other episodes, and that's a, that's something to say because. I mean, like I said, the show is about eight years old now. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, great. Uh, so it, it's a good sign. And um, for next year. Yeah. So let's
0: talk next year. Like, Is there something is there something in media or games or something that you're really looking forward to?
4: Um, I am. So when so Star- Starfield's coming out next year. Right. Um,
0: Yeah. As far as we know, sometime in the first six months of the year, first half okay. of the year.
4: Yeah, well, I've, of course, since 08, I've been a Bethesda fanboy. So I'm super, super excited for Starfield. It looks so unique. I love the little bits of content we've seen. Um, and yeah, I, I believe in Todd we trust. So I'm going to be crossing <laughs> my fingers. I think it's going to be, I, I really think it's going to be a great game. Um, because other than that, I think the only other games I've been paying attention to is, uh, of course, the Cyberpunk DLCs. I love Cyberpunk. Um, and I don't know when, but Cloud Chamber's new Bioshock game, which is probably going to come out in ten years, but that that's the only other one I've really had my eye on, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. um Bioshock, I know Ken Levine, who headed up the previous Bioshock games, is doing his own thing in his own studio, which still they they showed some t- teaser stuff on the game awards of that, which looks still very Bioshock. It's just look more updated, <laughs> yeah. right? And then we have Bioshock from the studio without Ken Levine being done a sequel. So I hope I hope it's as good as the others because
4: and a movie I think on Netflix or a series. It's, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that one's a lot quieter than the Fallout one, so I'm really like optimistic, uh, slightly concerned. I don't know. I just <laughs> I just want more Bioshock.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool premise, such a cool uh, concept with the whole like. The underwater city and then the historic city and then the time stuff messing with why they yeah. have technology they shouldn't have and all of that. it's it's cool stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of that in the last few years.
4: It's uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it, there's just so much coming out at once with that because I, I was already expecting. The game a sequel to come out or something, but then they they add a show on top of that and then there's like a fallout show coming out it, It's so overwhelming in, in the best of ways So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot to look forward to
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, some cool stuff. Cool. Cool stuff um, well here uh, first of all, before we move back to over to Ben, who's been chiming in with correcting some of our stuff, Ben works at GameStop, so he knows all the dates and releases and stuff. So it's, it's nice to have him around <laughs> because of that yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts on any of the stuff Preston brought up? Nothing particular. All right, cool. Well, that's fine. I mean, we've been talking about lots of different topics, so, uh, let's, let's move over to Ben. Ben, you got any, uh, any Anything from 2022 you really, really, really happy about? Honestly, starting
1: my two shows, like finally being able to like, you know, I've been, I was a, been a Witcher patron since, since you guys started the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were our first now.
0: one, right? Yeah. Like you were like, you, you kicked it off.
1: Yeah. And then ever since like going on those shows, I was like, you know what? I want to start my own show. So started up a Star Wars podcast with uh Austin, she cups other half. Um and we've been doing Star Wars lore between legends and canon. Um we just did our thirty-fourth episode and we've been doing it since March and worth less than three hundred downloads from ten thousand. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I just kicked off you know the Wizarding War uh Wizard World lore cast and the Wizarding World and Harry Potter like universes are just getting bigger and bigger and I, like out of nowhere too like it's it's kind of insane they're, they're doing events constantly like left and right in the UK US we're getting our first ever like Wizarding World Festival
0: next year yeah it's so. it's interesting for a, like a, a book series that's like 20 some years old now mm-hmm. and the movies which are over a decade old and then you've got the like the Wizarding World other movie, not the main Harry Potter stories, yeah, like but the, the
1: Fantastic Beasts, the Fantastic Beast mm-hmm. stuff
0: as they've like, c- continued to roll that out. Um, and even with all the controversy around the author, uh, it's still it's one of those things that like really resonates with the fan base and they really, really love it. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, it just seems
7: like a whole new generations picked it up because my daughters are actually pretty obsessed with harry potter and the whole series so yeah yeah, my son a whole new generation getting into it
0: my son is 12 and he was kind of skeptical and then we got through the first movie and he was like okay let's watch the next one you know like i mean the
1: movies are like a great holiday season tree i mean i watch them every holiday season the books are great Uh, i mean you can say whatever you want about the author but you have to admit the, the the world that the author created is a phenomenal world
0: yeah, yeah. So does that mean that you are looking forward to the game? Oh, releasing yes. is that is that your choice oh, for twenty twenty three? That and of
1: course uh, Jedi Survivor. Like so, those yeah. two games right. are for sure. Um, Hogwarts Legacy. Obviously, they just did a new gameplay trailer or live stream where they showed the three unfor- unforgivable curses and how they showed them in combat. Oh, wow! And you as you the killing curse is a one hit kill regardless like it's great wow you can go full dark side okay and, you know jedi survivor you know being another star wars game and expanding more into the star wars universe it's great
0: yeah that's uh, man i didn't really I, I i haven't kept up with it but you're right like in that universe there are spells that are just like like single yeah. cast kill like boop.
1: yep uh the director teased that you're decisions you make in the game will affect the story so just like any other rpg uh your decisions will change and they confirm that yeah you can go full dark wizard if you want and you know be completely evil and be a jerk
0: (laughs) nice nice (laughs) be a jerk Sweet, (laughs) cool a lot of us play games where those options are fun you know like mass effect and these other things where you get to kind of pick and it's not exactly good evil but it's there's definitely a polarity there where you get to pick one or the other um yeah i'm surprised you didn't bring up andor
1: the uh the star I mean, wars. I, funny enough i still do not finish it
0: oh you haven't fit <laughs> oh my gosh all right yeah so if
1: i still have net to finish that one Andor uh, is the all best thing
0: is the best thing star wars and uh, i'm gonna uh, people might yell at me people might be yelling at their radios when i say this it is the best thing star wars has ever done
1: I ever? Do know. ever this story gets a lot darker ever. and it's a lot more grounded
0: and people are going to be really like, seen like a people like are going to be like episodes tom you're <laughs> crazy because empire strikes back is like the peak and you can't go you can't get past the original the originals were like and there aren't any jedis in it that's why it's so good like
1: they can't use a for you can't use a force as a plot device to escape everything
0: well like the was saying like the characters are dynamic the story uh it's the first episode is slow They, they specifically don't spell things out for you and tell you the reason why i'm upset right now is this like they like like you have to Piece to, like they treat you like you're an intelligent watcher of the show and you can piece together what's happening as it continues on the 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 character development, the arcs all like even the fact that it's a prequel and we know what happens to Cassian and Andor in because he's in a movie that we've already seen and we've seen the end of his story. Right. Like it's still even with that hindrance creates a, a good tense, interesting story with great characters. I don't know. I, maybe I'll maybe my opinions will settle down after we're further away from it and everything's kind of balanced, but right, there's still another season Yeah, it's still another season like and on top of it. They like it doesn't feel like so, you know You know when you uh, watch the Mandalorian for example, and then you have you seen like the behind-the-scenes stuff of how they do the special effects They've got like that big mm-hmm. it's like a big extended TV screen that kind of like a horseshoe behind the set Have you seen this? And it actually casts light. It's like a big LED screen in the background. And a lot of the scenes are shot on this little set with this, like, and and you can't tell until you start to realize that none of the characters are moving more than about 20 feet in any direction. And then, like, your brain goes... Oh, that's that's why there's not a whole lot of movement. And the scenes where there is a whole lot of movement look funny in a certain way that's different than other CG or other location filmed scenes. And it's because they're putting a lot on a set with very limited size. Um, this doesn't feel like that at all. Like, I can't tell where they used that technology and where they didn't. And there's actual real world locations with actual buildings that they're using. I don't, know. I, I could go on forever about this. It, I think it's great. I think this is one of the best things from this last year.
7: Well, you sold me. I'm going to have to go check out more. I, I watched like the first three or four episodes and
0: got a after four. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a slow build. Five, and it's a it's a, it's a, it's a slow build for a good reason, is because it, like, if they had sped through that stuff then it it doesn't work like i I get it it's it's like uh you know like to have like a really well a really good meal you have to spend a lot of time prepping and cooking it's kind of like that like you don't get the really good meal without without the prep time i got you so
7: yeah definitely have to check it out
0: yeah yeah. All right. Well, all right. So more Star Wars and, and Wizarding World stuff for uh, Wizarding Wizarding. Did I say Wizarding uh, for Ben? Um, all right. Well, I guess we're down to me and I, I have to pick something. I'm going to pick something that's a little left field here. It's, it's it's my favorite thing from 2022 is obviously I really liked Andor. We mentioned some of the things, some of these other shows and stuff. And there's the games that I play. So if you're listening to this on one of my feeds, you're probably like, is you going to mention a Fallout thing? Is you going to mention a Lord of the Rings thing or whatever? Right. No, I'm actually going to mention a Warhammer thing because the the, the team that did the Warhammer Vermintide games, which people, most of you are going to are be dying. like, yeah, most of you are going to be like, what? All right. So Warhammer is a tabletop. System that's been around for a few decades now. It's very popular in Europe and it's like you collect all these little figurines and you paint them and then you make you battle your friends, right? It's that kind of thing. But there's this extensive lore and world behind Warhammer. So obviously that's something very appealing to me and There's Warhammer and then which is like fantasy Warhammer and then there's Warhammer 40k, which is like sci-fi 40,000 or 38,000 years in the future wacky space war stuff, right? This game Warhammer 40K Dark Tide is the best thing that's ever been done in the video game or any other sort of media other than the books and the the figures and the game systems for for Warhammer 40K. It's so well done. It's so I mean it's it's got some bugs and things, but the like the bare the bones of the system are there. The characters you play as the dark future, the fact that you are serving the God Emperor and that you're probably not even the good guys. In fact, there probably aren't any good guys because it's this dark future and you're just lopping off the heads of lots of terrible other people and demons and other creatures and things like that. And you're working together with your team to get through to the end of every level, basically. It's a cooperative, get through the level kind of game. I think it's great. I think that this is one of the best things that's happened in 2022. Um, have any of you guys played it? I don't think anyone else has. Have you played it, Ben? I
1: played a little bit of it. I've I played a lot of Vermintide, so yeah, I yeah. played a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's fun. It's like that it's Vermintide space. on like space gun steroids, really. Yeah,
0: and it gets intense. Like I find I found that like my first I don't know ten hours, dozen hours playing it, going through missions that take 20, 30 minutes. I'm like sitting here all tense, like I found, like I'm physically tensing up, and like games don't usually do that to me anymore. But the fact that I'm having like this physical reaction to the intensity of the game and like It's it's legit like it it, I feel something from it, which is cool Um, So I I really like that. Um, So that's my my pick for this last year There's lots of other good things but some of the things you guys mentioned I totally agree with Um, and then for 2023 we don't know when the fall TV shows coming out. We don't know if we're gonna get a uh, We're probably not gonna get any of the shows that came out this last year uh, uh, next season until like a year and a half or two years from when those came out. So it's not going to be any of those things. Um, but a little little side note here. Um, I do the Lord of the Rings lore cast. This is going to be a thing that matches with that. There is another book called uh, I think it's The Downfall of Numenor, which is releasing in just a few months. These are books in the, the vein of some of the books like The Children of Hurin that uh, Christopher Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien's son, edited together, and then released. Well, this one, Christopher Tolkien passed away not too long ago, and I'm not sure how much work he did on this one and who the other authors are exactly. I haven't really looked into it too much, but this book is specifically about the downfall of Numenor, which is the the place where the royal line of humans basically lived on this little island during the Second Age and all of that, and it goes into much more detail. This is one of the pieces of the lore that is glanced over a lot we get a lot of little references and things like the Silmarillion or the appendices of the of the <clears> Lord of the Rings books um, but we don't get a whole lot of specific detail so being able to dive deeper into that and see more about like this middle piece of the history of the lore that's kind of glossed over a lot is exciting to me so that's coming out in a few months and I'm, I'm super pumped for that so that's what's on my list friends Um I don't know if any of you guys are super into Lord of the Rings like I am Is we going to pick this up. (laughs) Probably not.
1: No, but are you (laughs) excited that Henry Cavill was going to star and executive produce a 40 K show?
0: Yes. I've heard about that. The whole, there's the whole news with him not being Superman anymore and not being Geralt, but now also not being Superman. And then now he's working on a 40 K thing because he loves 40 K. Hopefully that's great. Hopefully it's, it's wonderful. You know, um, I think that like we were talking about with cyberpunk, we've got this really cool universe, this really cool game system that's now blossoming out into all sorts of other media. And why not? Right. Like this is the the background is there. The stories are there. Let's let's hear about it. Let's hear about it in TV shows and movies and video games. Absolutely. So. Man, that, like that—that that is what this this our network is about, basically, right? Is that there's so much cool stuff out there, and all of us want to consume it and talk about it and write about it, and and whatever. And that's what's so cool. So I mean, that's a that's a good place to kind of wrap the the discussion up this week. Um, thank you all for joining me. And by the way, if you're if you're listening to this and you're like, well, that was like, like I don't know, seven, seven seven eight other hosts? There are a lot more other hosts on the network. Some a lot of people just couldn't make it tonight, so. Hi to our other friends out there. I'm sorry you guys couldn't make it. But if you are interested in any of the shows that you've heard about, any of the stuff going on in the network beyond just the shows you're familiar with, go to robotsradio.net. There's a whole entire list of all the other shows. There's going to be something else I'm sure you're going to be super into by some of these awesome hosts. So go go check that stuff out. But here, let's let's just go back through. We're going to wrap this up. I'll call you out. And feel free to just, like, final thoughts and you know make this as entertaining or silly as you want um but just like just to remind everybody like this is who i am these are my shows and final thought so let's just go back to you ben yeah i am ben of temeria
1: one of the hosts for holocron histories uh where we go over star wars lore and i am one also one of the hosts for the wizarding world lore cast where we do everything with the harry potter universe and yeah i mean just being part of this network is awesome it's a lot of fun. Join the Discord. We're a bunch of crazy nerds who <laughs> love talking about stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope everyone who's listening thinks to, you know, like, how can I get involved with the community? Because that's what, that's a big part of why we do our shows. So, you know, please join us on the Discord, on Twitter if it still exists when you're hearing this, <laughs> on any other platform where you can join us in, as part of the community, on anybody's live streams, anything like that at all. Please jump in. The community is seriously one of the best nicest corners of the internet somehow that happened and it's it's because of you guys for being so awesome so thank you so much um solid one ben all right jaxus
7: hello everybody um i'm patrick conway also known in other circles as jaxus i do two shows the content creators guide and the fallout roundtable and uh yeah the the robots radio network is definitely a, a great community you will find A plethora of different shows but you'll also find a community of like thousands of gamers hanging out in the discord having discussions and talking about everything that's nerddom and i i would suggest anybody who enjoys being a gamer and has to scratch that itch and hasn't had anybody else to share their 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 love for a different video game or a tv show or something of that nature you will find something that fits that for you on the robots radio network and you don't even have to Uh, shower
0: first yeah, no. Yeah, you can stink all you want. <laughs> you don't have to worry about <laughs> about offending other people with your body odor. Um, <laughs> thank God for that. Uh, awesome, Jaxus. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being here, and um, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. And Genesis, let's let's do you next.
2: Yeah, I'm Genesis, one half of the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I explore the physical side, and my partner, Vervada explains the emotional aspects. You can also find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host, Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past the State of Night City today and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk.
0: Awesome, yeah. And Toasty had to go, so goodbye from Toasty. Uh, Toasty also not only does the cyberpunk lorecast with you, but he also does the Witcher lorecast with me, so he's kind of uh, he's kind of doing those two things together. So, um, but he said
2: sorry guys, he had to go. Thanks for being here. Bye, Toasty. All right, and then on a final note, uh, skulls for the skull throne, blood for the <laughs> blood god.
0: All right. Yeah. More Warhammer stuff. People ask a lot. They're like, you're going to do a Warhammer lore cast sometime. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so tempted. But there's some other really good shows already out there.
2: And it's so big. It's and so many codexes and so many books and then retcons. And where do you start?
0: There's a lot. If you think
1: Star Wars has a lot. Go to Warhammer.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a lot. There's like hun- 100 and something books out there just just the books not even like the the actual like books that how to play the game and like who are these characters and what like actual stories like novels it's crazy so much stuff um all right well thanks jen and seven
3: yeah so i'm in seven legend from the mass effect lore cast and uh I stream pretty regularly, uh, Mass Effect playthroughs, doing Andromeda and uh, Mass Effect 1 right now. Uh, So you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at N7TheLegend, but if I want to leave people with one thought, and I'm guessing most people who listen to this have not played Mass Effect before but maybe you've played some of the other games. Maybe you're a Star Wars fan. Maybe you're a Dragon Age fan. Maybe you're a Fallout fan. And I promise you, Mass Effect has elements from all of those. Knights of the Re- Knights of the Old Republic, Dragon Age, uh, pretty much all of the Dragon Age games. Especially Fallout New Vegas. If you're a fan of the morality systems, if you're a fan of being able to make your choices matter in a game where the story and the characters and the narrative is so rich, then just final thought, give, give Mass Effect a try in uh 2023 and i promise you're not going to be disappointed in fact you might end up spending far too much time uh doing twoing playthroughs and if you do that uh tom and i will be around for all of your questions when it comes to the lore
0: absolutely or if you're into romancing aliens
3: or banging aliens that's also <laughs> that's always on the table that's another as is the alien
0: it's another big appealing part of it um for for well if the internet says anything for a large part of the community um anyway yeah <laughs> well thanks sam all right preston
4: well hi i am preston also known in some circles as a dj atomic wolf and i am the creator of true vault escapades a fallout audio drama Um, Follow Walter and Bunny as they explore the wasteland from Texas to New Vegas in the most 1940s authentic way possible, music accents grain, so it's very immersive in that way. Please stop on by because I... um, I appreciate it. I also love it when people get addicted to the show as they usually do. And they message me, where's more, um, I'll, I'll <laughs> panic, but I'll also know that you, you like the product. So thank you. Um, and, uh, you can find me on, uh, Twitter at a bomb radio, like the atom bomb. Um, you can find me on Instagram at atomic wolf and, uh, you can find the podcast, any, uh, Anywhere you get them. And I also wanted to thank uh, Tom and I also want to thank, uh, you know, Robots Radio and especially Ken as well from Chad for introducing me to Tom. And I have to say robots is perhaps the best thing that's ever happened to my show (laughs) because then the networking, everything that has come with this has been an absolute just miracle work. So, you know, just want to extend my thanks.
0: Awesome. Well, you're very welcome. And and get on it. Do more episodes. It takes for anybody, anybody who knows how much time it takes to do a regular podcast to do a podcast where you write the story, you get all the voice acting, you edit it all together. It is a lot of work. It is like, oh, yeah, like, man, I don't envy you. But like, I'm, I'm super glad there are people like you putting out awesome stuff. For other people like me to Thank listen you. to, so very very cool, very cool stuff. Also, another thing that before we get to Shelby real quick at the end, um, another thing I don't mention too much. I don't really pitch this very often, but a lot of these creators joined the network. They they joined the Rocket Club. They are brand new podcasters who just wanted to learn how to how to get into things and how be part of a community. So that is that is very much available to you on RobotsRadio.net. Just go take a look, and you're welcome to join us and be part of our weekly chats and kind of bring you under our wing and and get you going on some show in the new year. So if that's something you're interested in, go check that out. Um, Shelby last but not least.
5: Yeah. Um, just to echo that the rocket club is awesome. If you're a new podcaster and you feel like you need some advice, definitely join it because, because Tom and the other creators are an invaluable resource. So that's my plug. Um, but also, I host the Dragon Age Lorecast, the Assassin's Creed Lorecast, and the Inheritance Cycle podcast. So those are our three shows. Check any of them out. You can follow us on Twitter, um, join the Robots Radio Discord. We have channels there, but we also have our own Discord server that you can find links to on social media and in Tom's server as well. Um, so my last plug will be go watch Dragon Age solution and then join our discord server and we can talk about all the lore implications
0: (laughs) yeah watch it first then go to the server second so you don't have any spoilers
5: spoilers.
0: (laughs) yeah awesome well thank you for joining us shelby everybody thank you for being here this has been awesome uh all of my stuff uh, also robotsradio.net anything having to do with lord of the rings or fallout or elder scrolls or mass effect or the witcher i'm doing currently plus the starfield lore cast will be Starting back up very soon as we get more inf- actual real information to talk about. And then that can be your source for all the stuff going on in the game universe and just like these other shows. So go check that stuff out, robotsradio.net for everything. Uh, have a wonderful holiday, everybody. And thank you for being here. I, I appreciate every single one of you, all of you, the hosts, all of our friends and audience and people out there in the world listening. Thank you for being a part of this. And helping 2022 just be an amazing year here's to an awesome 2023 and who knows what else is going to happen this year but hopefully it's all wonderful and have a wonderful rest of 2022 everybody we'll see you next time bye everybody